watching Mondays, not just crew. Welcome to uh, Monday's uh, Not Just Crew. Well, pretty much following on from uh, last week's episode of uh, of refugees, as you know, Simon had the pleasure of chatting to uh, you know young Lisa from uh, Ukraine. Uh, this week, we're going to actually speak speaking to somebody who works in the airline industry and has set up their own their own. Um, well, help. They travel around the world uh, just to help, and this is a brilliant way to, that they utilise their job. So, immediately, I'm going to bring in my uh, friend and colleague uh, Simon just to uh, catch up, pretty much from last week's episode, and then and soon soon we'll be introducing you to uh, Josh. So, Simon, I'm going to uh, bring you in, providing uh, you behave yourself. Here he is. You're looking very brown. Newcastle's obviously been having the sun, or you have a new makeup <laughs> artist. Which one is it? It is the makeup artist, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've gone quite massive now, uh, haven't we, Trev? So, like, I've got my own makeup artist, my translator, yeah. my own PA. Exactly. Yeah, so I've just I've just been in the background there getting a little few touch-ups. So, I don't do all the look here. Well, you certainly look like you've been touched up, Simon. So, uh, nice to see you I wish. again. I wish. Anyway, look, last week's episode... Went down, went down a storm. Very interesting, very yeah. uh, con uh, contemporary. Uh, we talked about it on our radio show uh, as, yeah. as well on, on Sunday, and you mm -hmm. you were saying on on, on that uh, that um, in fact you can hear that it was on yesterday, uh, but you're going to hear that on catch up on uh, Travel Radio. But you were saying actually hear that in just audio on its own, um, yeah. sort of made you feel all all emotional, and it was all, almost as if you were listening as in like a third person, you were listening to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing when you're actually interviewing these amazing people because you, you're trying to deliver, like, really, like, important and, and hard-hitting questions and getting a backstory of, like, their history and what it's like to be in this country now, uh, in the UK, what how things are actually, how the transition has been. So you're asking these questions, so you're not really, at that time, taking... You're taking it in as much as what you, you really should be. So when you actually listen it back on a podcast... You like you don't actually think that it's you delivering those questions, yeah. but you, you listen. You're listening to the answers, and and because you're listening to the voices alone, it's it penetrates more. It hits you. It hits you a lot harder. Like that's that's the true value of podcasts because all you're doing is listening to the words and the conversation that conversations that people are having. Having, and uh, yeah, they really they really do get you, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great episode. But listen, anyway, we're going to carry on uh, from that. And uh, I'm going to bring in a, uh, a gentleman uh, now. Now, I can't even read my own writing, but this is Josh. Uh, what did we say his name was? You said it was named after a drink. And Josh, I know you're in, I know you're in the green room right now. Bring um, him in. Yeah, let's bring him in. Bring him in. Say, introduce I've got, I've got, introduce I've... yourself, Josh. Let's just bring <laughs> me in, guys. There you go. <laughs> Here he let comes. Me, let me teach everybody how to say my name phonetically. Yeah. <laughs> it is Josh Mojica. Mojica. Uh, yeah, Mojica. Right. Okay. That's it. I, could, I couldn't read close my own. So it's Josh Mojica. Yes. <laughs> right. For the audience, if you ever come across uh, Josh in New York, it's Josh Mojica. And uh, Simon's, in fact, we're going to name a cocktail after him in, in celebration of this. Uh, oh, we, it uh, is. Yeah, it, it, it is. Mojito. 
Um, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, we like, we like it's a, yeah. Enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we love it. Anyway, Josh, thank you We're so going. much for uh, joining us from New York. So so lovely to see you. And I still love technology. The the, the signal is absolutely wonderful. You could yeah. be in the next next Brilliant. next room. It's uh, ab- so absolutely much. amazing. No, okay. so so Josh, um, this uh, I'm going to split it up into a, a couple of elements. We'll, we'll tell everyone. Uh, what you're doing recently, but the first thing I want to know is how did you get into into sort of aviation and flying uh, in in the first place? You know, honestly, I um, I was a uh, long story short, I was living a very very chill, mellow, living day to day, job to job life in California, and um, I had a few friends who worked in aviation and they were traveling all the time, and they gave me some flight benefits here and there over the years and got a little taste of what the travel lifestyle was like and I kind of just became obsessed so I randomly went to um interview and wasn't even trying and I got it and um (laughs) got on with an airline and I've been flying for nine and a half years and I have not stopped well with 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 the same airline Josh yeah with uh with same airline I've been working with SkyWest Airlines they're a regional based out of Utah um i originally got the job in la since then i've been i don't know based in five different bases all over the country and uh yeah i live in new york now and i still work for just out of interest for our british audience uh when you've moved around to different bases is that because the company uh required that off you or did they just give you the opportunity to sort of rebase yourself but work, work for the same company yeah um they just gave us the opportunity to like you know they, there's always transfer opportunities if people happen to move or want to try something new so you just put in a request for it and if it comes it comes i remember my when i first put in my request for new york i was actually on a trip with some flight attendant friends over in egypt and i put it in and i thought oh i'll just like get it in a couple of months and i'll give me some time to like find a place and whatever i got it that week yeah i had to move i had to move in like two weeks to new york and so it was a whirlwind to get to new york and figure it out but i did and i'm still here and so that's just kind of like the life you know you just you just go with it it's great Yeah, Josh, Josh, so, I mean, um, just for our audience, uh, do you fly short haul and, and, and long haul? Um, I The long haul for us is, you know, Dallas to, like, Seattle, you know? Like, they're yeah. not super long flights. Uh, I work mostly regional, so my route currently is mostly, like, Midwest. You might find me working around the West Coast and heading back to Chicago and then heading back to New York. Um, but I'm always, like, stopping over somewhere. I don't do those, like, long five and a half or you know whatever flights or go to europe or anything like that i do mexico and canada yeah what's the um what what aircraft are you flying on um i primarily fly the embraer 175 it's those two seaters with like 12 passengers in the front yeah yeah that's that's my gig yeah 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 that's what you used to fly on say wasn't it yeah uh, we did well fly b we did the dash eights and then we had the embraers as well 175s uh, Josh, where are you from originally? Are you from New York originally? So I actually am from New York originally, although I didn't grow up here. I was here until about seven and a half, eight, then moved around with my family a lot. Um, I ended up in North Carolina, and then as a young adult, ended up in Las Vegas, California, Seattle, like yeah. all over the place. This is why, like, obviously, you're well suited to being cabin crew flight attendant because, like, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're here, there, you're everywhere, and it doesn't I... bother you. You know what I mean? It's like you enjoy the kind of like the mishmash of like life's craziness. 
Yeah, I sort of do. I can't help it. I mean, there's something unique about being able to just, you know, teleport, if you will, you know, yeah. to different places and just kind of experience different parts of the world. I like it. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, can I just ask you, what sure. is your favorite thing about being a flight attendant? What if you could just pick one thing? Oh, man. Mm, favorite thing, favorite thing, favorite thing. Um, I would say on the job as a flight attendant, would probably be just talking to interesting people. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. you're always, you know, talking to somebody in first class, having a conversation, mm -hmm. and you find out that they, they, they happen to run TikTok. Or, you know, I met people randomly, you know, actually while working with refugees. I met a photographer who was on the ground a long time ago in Greece, and I swore he looked familiar. And I asked him just point blank, like, have you been to Greece recently? And he said, yeah, actually I have. And um, he was like, yeah, I was in Itameni, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we connected and we're still friends to this day. Like we still mm -hmm. hang out, but we had this like super funny experience moment where we had just gotten back from like this crazy refugee crisis camp situation and um, connected on a flight. And it was just yeah. the funniest thing ever. So like, you know, that and celebrity sightings. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, that's it. it's, it's all about the people, isn't it? Because like the job that we do, as, as, as flight attendants, cabin crew, it's it's not your normal job. You meet so many different people, and everybody. You've got your crazy. You've got your you've got your normal folk, you know. And it's just <laughs> it keeps it so exciting, doesn't it? I mean, I'm not I'm not just talking about the passengers. I'm talking about the crew as well. You fly oh, with so crew. many crazy. Wow, mm -hmm. nuts. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on the crazy cruise. <laughs> yeah. I think you're one of them. <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so Josh, Josh, so 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 moving on. Um, you, you've been say flying for for nine years now. Um, and then you've obviously utilized the sort of job for, for to, to to help other people. Um, now, um, I I understand you're massively into. Uh, travel photography, which, which I'll talk about at any second now. But while you were traveling, did you have any idea of the story that you're just about to tell us? Did you? I mean, is it something you'd always wanted to do, or did it be, pretty much come around big, big because of uh, being a flight attendant? You know, honestly, I think I think the experience I had definitely came about because of being a flight attendant. I got into the industry at the job to travel. It was not about the money for me. It was just about the benefits. And I found myself um, a couple years into a lot of like tourism, basic traveling, right? Like flying to Brazil and doing like Copacabana Beach on New Year's, you know, yeah. and flying to Japan and doing Tokyo. Like I just was doing all these like trips mm -hmm. all the time. I remember my second year of flying, I hit like 16 countries in one year. Yeah. And I just was like nonstop. And one year, I think it was my third year, I was um, in Myanmar. And long story short, a friend of mine got sick. And um, we ended up in a government hospital up in northern mm -hmm. Myanmar. And that is a, not a place you want to be in a government hospital. No. Like not at all. As, <laughs> a, as an American by yourself, I was just like not aware of like, Where is that? Where is that, Josh? Um, I was up in Mandalay. It's in Myanmar, just north of Thailand. Right, um, got you. <laughs> and back then, I think Myanmar, known otherwise as Burma, you know, was a little <laughs> bit more obscure. And um, anyway, after that experience of seeing, like, kind of the real... I don't want to swear. <laughs> you can. But, you know, 
but uh, yeah, cool. West. Um, <laughs> seeing some of the real shit that goes down um, in these like you know developing countries that are very very poor. Um, mm-hmm. I had this like kind of a wake up call almost where I was like, there there is more to life than just like having a mojito, for example, um, yeah. on a on a on a nice beach in a random country where. I think it's good, you know, um, tourism brings a lot to those, those people um, economy-wise, but I felt like I could do more in the world with the flight benefits I had. And when I got back, I just, you know, put myself in a place mentally where I was like, okay, how, what do I want to get involved in? How do I utilize my benefits to better serve, you know, people in the world and, yeah. you know, see it Brilliant. differently? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how, how did you go about uh, action in that? So you had this idea. The thing with crew, sometimes it can be sleep playing tricks in our mind. But honestly, we, we have some crew have all these brilliant ideas, but so few of us actually um, commit any action to them. Yeah. Right. Um, but, you, but you did. So what, what was your mm-hmm. – what was that commitment? Did you, did you write down exactly what you wanted to achieve or was it literally a case of literally straight into action? It was a straight into action situation. Right. You know, I'm um, I'm an overthinker sometimes, and I think people can do that with a lot of life choices. You know, you can yeah. overthink something to death, right? Yeah. And and you never do anything with it. Yeah. So, and I knew if I was going to do something, I would have to make a grand gesture almost for myself to push myself into that call to action that I felt I needed to do. So I ended up, um, you know, I happened to see a friend of mine right when the Syrian refugee crisis really like blew up in 2015, he was actually in Greece. I mean, he was like hanging out with like Susan Sarandon and Angelina Jolie or whatever, just like trying to like figure stuff out during like the very, very early stages of it. And he's a, a good friend of mine that I've been friends with for years. And he was posting photos on his Instagram. And I was like, I sent him a message. I DM'd him and said, hey, like, what are you doing out there? And like, can I help? And he was like, hey, I'm really busy right now, but here's some organizations you can get involved with. He sent uh-huh. me a bunch of links. I sent out maybe like half a dozen like applications sort of, if you will, and like emails on like how to get involved. And only one team got back to me and they were this like random grassroots organization from Denmark uh-huh. who were just happened to be on the ground there. And they said, hey, if you want to come, come. I said, great. And this random, <laughs> this <laughs> random girl uh, picks me up. I flew to Greece. Um, I flew directly into Thessaloniki and then caught a train or a bus, I think, to the border of Macedonia. And I just was picked up by this like girl. I'll never forget her. And we just like hung out. And she brings me to this camp. And <laughs> this guy from the team. It was a it was a whirlwind. It hands me a shovel. They start digging. They're they're digging trenches like that morning wow. for um, a storm coming in. He hands me a shovel and says, "Welcome to hell. We got to get going." Wow. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And that experience alone kept me so, going. So you literally hit the ground running, as, as yeah. it were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there was no, there was no prep work. There was no like, let's grab a meal or whatever. No. Let's hang. No, out. he hit the it ground. Was, he hit the ground with a shovel. Ground. No, he, certainly, he, he certainly did. Oh, I have so many stories. Go ahead. Yeah, Josh, quickly, how was your employer about all this? Because obviously it was yeah. you were there longer than your days off because uh, we uh, literally get a flight two days <laughs> off and, and then back again. So yeah. how, how did that work? Did, did you? You know, I use a lot of uh, call-outs, emergency call-outs for that. Um, 
I took some time off. I, luckily, at that point in my career, I had a line, I had a schedule, so it was easy to trade and drop and stuff. So, oh, right, okay. And um, so I wasn't, I didn't really include my employer in that situation, really. I just mm-hmm. kind of took days off, so I just yeah. went for it. Yeah. How long, Josh, how, how long ago was this? That trip initially, that initial trip was supposed to be a week and ended up being like two and a half, almost three weeks. But what, um, is, is this like, when did you go out there? 2015. Oh, that was like, yeah, that was like late 2015, early 2016. And then I ended up um, going back like a month and a half later. Yeah. Wow. And like then right uh, after, the same spot. After, after you've sort of returned from that literary first experience, which it, it must have been s- sort of mind blowing to go from, say, the, the comfort of one of the metropolitan cities, such as sort of New York, uh, in, into pretty much a, uh, a, a war zone. I mean, I mean, all of a sudden you're going, I mean, basic things, um, where, where you fed well out there, um, you, you, you know what I mean? What, what, what provisions did you have to take out with you on that very first trip? Um, honestly, they told me to just to bring crappy clothes. And I have a very racially ambiguous look. So everyone thought I was a refugee, honestly. <laughs> People were just handing me like volunteer food or like refugee food. Like, here, you must be hungry. <laughs> like, take a plate of food. Um, so I didn't really bring a lot of food, honestly, or anything like that. I was staying in a really raunchy, actually, Macedonian uh, casino um, oh, wow. across the border while I was there and then I became friends with so many refugees that I just kind of started sleeping in the camps. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty much, I had a very like in it, in the shit experience, you yeah. know, like where it was just, this is my life and I just kind of, I have to like deal, but it's, it felt so real, like viscerally. You real just got, you just got caught up in the whole experience, didn't you? you uh, yeah. Can I just can I ask you what, uh, what uh, star sign you are? Oh, um, I'm a Pisces. Oh, I thought you were a Capricorn because you sound very, <laughs> you sound very similar to kind of like how I, uh, how I act like in surroundings. Like when I, when I'm with people, I just kind of yeah. go with the flow and just like embrace myself with it all. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty mellow Pisces. <laughs> cool. I have my moments. I have my moments. I'm also Puerto Rican, so I have a fire in me. <laughs> as well, but... <laughs> so, 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 Josh. So, when you came back from that first trip uh or simon I'm, I'm not sure what the terminology is for that um did did you did you want to leave or did you want to get back to the states um, to sort of reorganize your life knowing i mean at that point did you know you were definitely going to go back again no i mean honestly so like to be honest i i i spent a year two years just going back and forth on and off i didn't really have much of a social life happening when i was living in seattle at the time and i was just like so in it that i just my i would work out here to make money to go back you know like that was my life for like a good year and a half um and i didn't i had no plans of doing anything with it other than just like being there i just felt very connected to these people volunteer and refugees and i just wanted to keep going back and i just kept making more friends on that side of the pond than i was yeah here so i just kind of felt inclined to stay involved you know well guys listen i'm gonna to have to go to a break so i've got the producer shout shouting in my ear he's doing a lot of that recently uh josh stay with us simon you can go, go if you want no you, you stay here as well <laughs> and uh yeah join us again in a few minutes
Welcome back to uh, Not Just Crew on this uh, beautiful Monday. We're with uh, Josh Mojica. I, I hope I've got that right. <laughs> no, probably not. Anyway, this is an amazing, amazing story. As I say, we usually keep these shows quite brief, but th this is amazing. We're really getting to the grips of it. So I'm going to bring uh, Simon uh, and Josh uh, uh, straight straight back in. Well, let's have a look. There we Right, here we are. Welcome back, uh, gentlemen. Lovely to see you all. Um, yeah, so I, you were literally just about to ask a uh, Josh a question there, so I shall hand it back over to you. Yeah, obviously, with uh, with all the experiences that you've undergone, when did you decide you were going to set up what you've done and tell tell our audience what you've actually created? Yeah, so um, really briefly, I honestly just had a... Um, I had this like random epiphany while I was trying to find a birthday cake for a young Afghan refugee who was about to get kicked out of a park um, in Northern Thessaloniki over in Greece. It was on one of my, I think it might've been my fifth or sixth trip, but I thought it'd be cool. I mean, I was looking for this cake and I bought this cake and I had like zero money, but I was like, ah, screw it. Like this kid needs a, needs a birthday and it'd make him feel good. And we threw this kid a birthday party in a park. And I think it was just this very like, humbling great moment for like his family who had been traveling for year i mean not, not years but like months to trying to trying to get over to a safe you know country and then um i had this idea you know like what if i can make this like a thing like what if i could tell people like, really quickly not just over social media or whatever like about this need that i have and what if i could make it into some kind of like app or a platform where people could like go and see like different posted needs of of like volunteers like independent volunteers like myself who need funds to like you know carry out certain needs and projects like on the ground um and help these people directly versus like donating to like a big organization and then like kind of getting that money funneled down into like different you know subcategories of like admin or this or that you know and so I just kind of had this like very purist idea of like what volunteer volunteering could look like. And so I um, started the efforts to build a nonprofit that would essentially give me the opportunity to collect donations and give, you know, ta you know, tax write-offs to those donors, but also, you know, build this platform that could essentially help the independent small grassroots organization do more um, directly with the funds given to everyday people like myself. Um, so I started this nonprofit called Good Favor, yeah. and it is still a baby organization. I'm still one guy. I have like a lawyer who like gets mad at me like once a year, who's always like, Josh, you have paperwork. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I am learning, I'm learning. I am, uh, like I said, Pisces very all over the place, but um, <laughs> But it is uh, something that's near and dear to my heart. It's it took me a few years to come up with the name, even to like get it going. But um, I recently found the courage and the time, even and you know the push to launch it over in Ukraine, Poland um, during the Ukraine crisis and the war, obviously. And yeah. um, we were really successful. I mean, we're still kind of running it as a day to day nonprofit just supporting projects if you will but i what i'm trying to do is create a broader narrative for the independent volunteer the small grassroots organization like i i would hunt and wholeheartedly love 
big organizations doing a lot globally. But I think mm -hmm. what I've found is that the more intimate day to day on the ground level work where you're meeting with people, talking to them directly and like helping families, individuals, I think can be scaled. And I think that's my goal is to like support and, and kind of like fund essentially like people mm -hmm. like myself who are going long term, who want to stay and do the essential work on the ground that's needed for Incredible. these people. Listen, yeah. can I just ask what does your family and friends think? What uh, what you've actually created? What do they think of what you what you've done? Um, what I've done so far, I, you know, I think um, I think my family's into it. They love it. You know, like my family is all we're all kind of all over the place and they're mm -hmm. really busy. And my friends are super supportive. When I was out there, I got a massive. You know, I sometimes I forget my friends even are there you know, with social media and stuff. Yeah. And then so many of them come out of the woodwork, like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? This is amazing. And yeah. I think it's easy to jump on what might appear to be trendy, at, you know, and at that point, I think it was in the news, it was in the papers, it was everywhere, obviously, and it's still, and it's not as much anymore, and it, and it should be, which is why I'm so into these podcasts, because I think mm -hmm. it's good to keep the, keep giving a voice to what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um on more of a positive level, I think we can hear negativity all day long on news yeah. and whatnot, but I think it's good to see good being done. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jo Josh, sorry, sorry, I know you got it. Just, yeah. just quickly, obviously you're a photographer. Have you been uh, documenting your journeys uh, through all these, in sort of Poland, Ukraine? And, yeah. Uh, and Greece? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, I went out with a team, um, Refugee, Biryani and Bananas. They're some old friends of mine who started a nonprofit in Greece. And they're the ones who kind of like said, we should assess together and go and like check out Ukraine. And um, so we did. And I brought my camera, obviously, and, you know, documented a lot of people coming in. Obviously, it's a very sensitive thing to document. And so I'm always constantly having to like ask people for permission or like scale back like where I'm at, you know, in regards to like getting an overall shot. But um, there were people that were very amenable to it. What I've found working with refugees is that they want the world to see what's going on and they may not have the platform or the means to show them, but they want people to see the reality of what's going on they, because they need the help. And so people are way more, uh, they're down to like have their photos taken. And what I try to do as a photographer too, is not only just take a photo and leave, but build a relationship, have a conversation, hear some stories. So there's some more context to the picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and are you, are you recognized as an NGO or do you keep yourself to totally separate from the other NGOs in the area? Um, so it was my first time, you know, telling people I'm with good favor and um, I, w you know, technically, yeah, I'm a, I'm a registered nonprofit NGO. Um, and I wouldn't call myself an NGO just yet, I guess. No. I, mean, I guess <laughs> I am, but um, I'm not affiliated with the government, but I, I definitely am an independent organization that um, is trying to get there. So yeah, 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 I, yeah, I definitely would consider myself independent versus I'm not part of UNHCR or MSF or anything like that, but um, also yeah. great organizations, you know? And, and, and how, um, how have the other NGOs been, been treating you as a uh, independent out there? You know, for the most part, everyone was really on board with um, taking on my suggestions, my ideas. I mean, I have a lot of experience personally um, working with um, a refugee crisis with more resistance to refugees, if you will. Um, Ukrainian refugee crisis, as far as them coming over, is a lot 
it looks a lot different compared to what it was like for Syrians coming yeah. over. And so um, I think with that type of that level of like on the ground, here's a shovel, welcome to hell <laughs> experience. Yeah. I was able to bring a lot of logistics and operational, like just um, efficiency to a lot of groups that were kind of doing their own thing. And I like to just take um, a minute to network assess and say, look, you know, you guys need trucks and hey, guess what? This group has like four trucks that are like operational and not enough volunteers to, to use them. Why don't you guys get together? And I like to make those connections and build those relationships with other NGOs to like kind of facilitate more efficient work. Yeah. So. Just, um, uh, sorry, I know Simon's got burning for another question here. Um, what I was going to say, how it just, just doesn't mean to sound sort of corny, but has your experience as a, a flight attendant be able to speak to pretty much anyone? Because that's, that's what we do sort of every yeah. day. Has that helped yeah. in this situation? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. You're constantly, constantly pivoting as a flight attendant. I don't know how many ridiculous conversations from the most angry passenger to the most drunk, ridiculous, coy, nice, aloof, whatever. Like you are constantly talking to people hundreds every single day. So yes, it is an absolute skill set that I feel like I, I've, I'm constantly, I've become an expert, I think at this point. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely I, mean, yeah. I don't know what do you guys think i don't know yeah. oh totally, <laughs> well, totally. Said, you've been flying for nine, nine and a half years now trev's been flying for 25 years 26 wow. yeah 20 all right man trev calm down and a year get, before that as well shave the year off yeah minji lee anyway <laughs> so like uh so like and, and i've been there for about 14 years flying all of these things dealing with people on a regular basis like you've like you've just said josh you, you deal with so many different situations on on any specific flight. Uh, you, you're up there, you're down there, you're going side to side. You're constantly having to adapt and evolve and uh, appease people, uh, turn bad situations into good ones and, and yeah. just keep people on your side. These are skills that you don't even know you're obtaining. You're just getting on with it. And uh, it's your personality and just how you are. And and it, it's just it's unbelievable to like have to express and tell cabin crew that you're bloody amazing. You are amazing people who can adapt and, and deal with so many different situations. And they're like, well, I'm just a flight attendant. It's like, oh, my God, you, 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 you're way more than that. R realize it, your value. Yes. It's like you, yes. you, you are an expert, mate. You are, an, you are the, probably the best person ever as cabin crew to deal with people, all kinds of people. You know, you, you can... We're like chameleons, aren't we? You know, we, we know we how are. we know how we know how to kind of like manipulate people and and get and get it get to the place we need to be. Uh, but what I want to ask you, Josh, has this these experience that you've under undertook has it had any any effect on your mental health at all? Um. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, from 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 yeah, uh, from the deepest levels, I think of uh, personal trauma to um, to just this like very surreal connection to humanity and like a deeper understanding of what it means to be truly happy in this life. Um, I think that mentally, I've had to a hundred percent take moments to um to you know 
do the therapy, the internalizing of and processing of what I just saw and experienced because you don't have a lot of time to 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 do that on the ground. You're just reacting. And so um so yeah, back home I've had to take breaks. Um I went through a phase where I took like a year, a year and a half off from doing it, even though I was still kind of there. I, I couldn't be on the ground for a minute. Um, there's just a lot that you see and a lot of you, that you experience. It's just, it's just like the hardest part of humanity is seeing, you know, people go through this kind of thing, you know, and, and being there for them and like taking on all of that emotional weight. It's a lot to carry. So like people who, who, who do, do it long term, who do you turn to? Who do you turn to? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's hard because I think, and maybe you experience this in the UK as, as Americans, we're very, um self-involved <laughs> if you will <laughs> and so i have a hard time turning to my american friends you know my 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 loved ones or whatever because they just can't understand it um it's my volunteer friends i have friends that i have known for years and we're like best friends because of that shared experience we had in mm -hmm. Idomeni or in or in serbia or in ukraine even who i can call at any point crying saying I need to talk about this. I can't. And they will drop everything and talk to me. And I will do the same for them. It's just something that it's very rare to experience with somebody. And I think because of that, we have this very tight, strong bond. They said, Josh, don't forget what, what, you, what you've been doing over the last few years is nothing short of incredible, right? Be very proud of yourself, right? You're, you're doing an amazing job. There's like 99% of people out there just like just sit back and watch and just see what's going on you are that one percent who's actually put themselves out there and you're doing something about it it's it's yeah. absolutely awe inspiring and be, just be very proud of what you're doing mate That's... Aww, Simon thank you uh, uh, <laughs> he's, he's got he's got a way with words as, a, as, a, as a, Simon. I'm gonna cry in a second <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like oh Simon uh, but Josh, listen, we're, we're coming up to just over the half hour. Um, I, know, I think you'll no, no, no. I think you're going to have to come on this show uh, again very shortly because <laughs> I think we to. could have covered a good couple of hours in there. Um, and we will invite you back very soon. And if it's okay with you, we'll, we'll show some of your your, your your amazing pictures as well. Yeah. Uh, and to, obviously, yes. we'll we'll put all your links uh, down below. It's be going out on uh, YouTube and our audio podcast as well. Uh, nice. And uh, yeah, I'd definitely love for you to uh, join us again because there is so many more questions that we would like to ask. Uh, yeah. And we'll we'll chat quickly. So don't go anywhere. But we'll we'll chat quickly in the uh, green room afterwards. But we're going to have to end the episode here. Uh, but for everyone else, please join us again uh, ne ne next week on uh, Not Just Crew. And until then, Simon, I'm going to give a, a quick word to you. No, just thank you, Josh. Can't wait for uh, hopefully me and Trev can get over there to Brooklyn and we can meet. We can have a few oh drinks. Oh, my gosh. That would have, be have, amazing. A, have a bit of a party. I mean, we, already know, we already know like a lot of the sites <laughs> yeah. of uh, New York and what uh, what, the, what they have to offer. Uh, but hey, maybe you can you can show us like some of the things that we've not seen before. I'm talking about bars, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take you to so many bars. Yeah. You have, don't worry, I got you covered. We, we cool, like bro. bars. Uh, and Josh, uh, where can our audience find you on, on social media, your, your so website? Right now, I'm building a website. I'm building the platform slowly. Um, right now, I'm strictly on Instagram, trying to get that going, uh, build an audience, create the platform through there. So. You can find me on Instagram at, at goodfavor.org. 
Good favorite org. Brilliant. Right. Okay, so Josh, stay with us in the green room. We're going to end it sure. here. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Once again, uh, join us uh, next week. And again, please tune in to Simon and I on Travel.Radio every Sunday from 12 until 2. Cheers, guys. Take guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.